this morning. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I was told by Brother Tommy to tell you guys that right now over a dozen of our teenagers are out serving the homeless breakfast this morning. So what a statement, man. What a statement, man, to, to what this church is doing and what it's about. You know, 
uh, it's really, if you want to do that sometime, just let us know. It'll really give you a grasp of how good God is to you. When they come up with their little babies and their children and they're, and they're pushing them in, 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 uh, in, in strollers and they're just there for breakfast. God is so good. I'm glad to be a part of that. Amen. I'm glad that we can go do that without judging people and looking down on them or even feeling better about ourselves. When I do something like that, I don't feel better about myself. I'm just being honest with you. I don't feel better about I feel like it's my duty. I feel like it's my duty. I feel like it's your duty too. When I give my tithes and offering, I, I, I don't feel like that. I feel better about myself because I tithe. That's my duty. It, it helps me to get the word of the Lord out there to people who need to hear it in any way, form, or fashion. I'm excited about this new year. I'm excited about the vision statement to help. But right now, it, it's here. The new year's here. And it's time to say goodbye to yesterday and hello to a new day. It's time for us to make room for God in our life this new year, to make him our number one priority this year. What I love about a new year, it brings about a do-over. How many has ever heard that word, do-over? You get a do-over. You know, if you messed up in 2014, it's behind us now. There'll never be a 12-31-14 ever. There'll never be a 12-31-14 ever. That year's over. It's done. It's a new day. And God is so faithful and good to us that he gives us a do-over. There's a lot of areas in my life. I, I was sharing a story today with one of my brothers that I needed a do-over. There's a lot of areas in my ministry I get to go back and I get to try to do better. There's a lot of areas as a father, as a friend, as a brother, I get to go back and God gives me a do-over. That's great. And this new year we get to write in what we want, a fresh start, a new beginning. So today I want to encourage you not to make a resolution, but to make a commitment. And then to see that commitment through. To see that commitment through. It's so easy to pray the prayer of salvation. It's so easy to get baptized. Maybe not around here so much because we do it out there in the Jordan and it's ice cold. But to give your heart to the Lord, he makes it easy. To get baptized out with the old and up with the new, he makes it easy. But it's the commitment that's the problem. You know, I, I want to pray in this new year. I want to encourage you to set goals and dreams and meditate on the fact that God is good in your life and he wants good for your life. He is with you and for you and he is not against you. His mercies are new every morning. And always remember that no matter what happens and how many times you fail, he will empower you to get back up again. Hey, since I've been walking with the Lord for 10 years, sold out to the Lord, I have failed a time or two, but he's empowered me to get me back up again. He will empower you to get back up again. What I can't stand, I'm just going to be honest with you, is those self-righteous Christians who act like they never fall, who act like they're always perfect, who act like they're better than everybody else. I think what makes Caney Creek Cowboy Church so successful today is there's a bunch of people trying. There's a bunch of people moving forward. There's a bunch of people gathered here today that says, you know what, I did say some things I wasn't supposed to yesterday. Yeah, last year I made some mistakes, but I'm moving forward this year. I'm making a commitment to Christ in every area of my life. Anytime we need a new beginning, we just simply have to call on his name. Come on, somebody. Anytime we need a new, a new, a new beginning, we just simply have to call on his name because the blood of Jesus 
is there for us. His mercy is there. His hope is there. His love is there. His forgiveness is there. And he empowers us to be victorious and not defeated. I claim that this year, to be victorious. Everything I touch, God's going to make me a winner, not a loser. Everything we embark on as a church, we're going to be successful. Your marriages will become more successful. Your lives, your finances, your children will become closer to the Lord. I'm praying this year because the blood of Jesus brings about his mercy, brings about his hope, brings about his forgiveness, a sense of empowerment for victory for our lives. I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you this morning either and tell you that 2015 is going to be a bed of roses because 2014 wasn't no bed of roses. So why would I hope that 2015 would come without trials and tribulations? I, I was praying and asking God what to preach about, and all I got was a kitchen sink. I, 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 I was praying, and I said, Lord, I, I, I want to get in there, and I want to tell them the new year is going to be great, and the new year is going to be awesome, and, and the new year is going to be wonderful, and I want them to press on and win and stay in the fight. And, man, if you are made a commitment to go to church this year, I want them to stay in church. I want nothing to waver. I want them to be here every time the doors are open. I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell them? He said, tell them the kitchen sink. I said, what are you saying to me, God? What are you saying to me, God? He said, you tell them that the devil's going to throw everything at them, even the kitchen sink. He is going to throw everything at you in 2015, even the kitchen sink. How many heard that? Is that old time he's saying? Huh? That's what the Lord said. He's going to throw. The, don't, don't, think, don't sit in here today and think your life is going to be easy in 2015. Even though it's not going to be easy, God is still God and God is still good. And God is going to make you victorious even when the devil tries to throw everything at you, even the kitchen sink. I said, Lord, who can I call on to get a sink? I was thinking about that. I wouldn't be a very good pastor I wouldn't be a very good friend. I don't think I'd be a very good Christian if I told you every day was going to be easy for you in 2015. 2015 is going to bring about challenges, struggles, trials, tribulations. But God is still God and God is still on the throne. And you still have a job to do. And that job is to press forward, to move forward. No matter what is thrown at you. No matter sickness. No matter what comes your way. I promise you, this year, one of you is going to lose your job. I promise you, this year, one of you is going to lose a loved one. I promise you, this year, things are going to come against you. Something's going to be thrown at you. And it's going to knock you to your knees. And sometimes that's where we got to be to understand where God is God. And he's on the throne and that he loves us. Does anybody hear me this morning? 2015 ain't going to be a bed of roses. But it's going to be a good year with God. With God, you can get through anything. Hey, I got through 2014, and he threw lots of stuff at me. You got through some stuff. You got through some stuff. And, and you're here today, and you ought to praise him because you got through 2014. By all rights, some of y'all should be committed by now. You ought to be crazy. You ought to be dead. You ought to overdose on some of that stuff you stuck in your arm. 
You should have gotten that car wreck when you drank too much. You should be in jail by some of the stuff you pulled in 2014. But by his grace and by his mercy, you're here and you ought to praise him this morning. I, I was thinking about it. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you it's going to be a red, bed of roses. You're going to hit the lottery. Ooh, you're going to hit the lottery in 2015. Just tied. You're going to hit the lottery. Every day is going to be filled with great joy. You'll never have no pain, no sorrow, no trials, no tribulation, no attacks from the enemy. I'd be lying through my teeth. I'd be lying through my teeth. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you this morning. The devil's got you in his radar. You on his hit list. See, you're not no couch potato Christian. You're catching this vision that we got about going and helping people. So you are like a, you, you're like a target for him. He's going to try to destroy you. He's going to throw everything at you but the kitchen sink. But you can't quit. You can't quit. You can't stop. You, can, you, can't, you ain't got time to lay down. Come on, somebody. You ain't even got time to lay down. If you lay down and stop, he'll get you. You got to move forward. You got to press on. Let me say this to you this morning. The truth is the devil's going to throw everything at you in the kitchen sink. But you can't quit. You got to march on. Philippians 3.14 says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, we're going to be attacked. Oh, yes, it's going to be stronger than ever. Oh, yes, he's going to throw the kitchen sink at us. But I'm not turning back. And you got to make your mind up this morning that you're not turning back. You're moving forward. No matter what comes against you, no matter what you're up against, that you're not turning back. You know, turning back isn't the way to go forward. I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you ever found yourself at a place in life where the way forward looked harder than the way backwards? Has anybody ever found a place like that where, where you, you tried to do your very best, you tried to change your life, you tried to, you tried to fresh start, you tried to do things different, but the way forward seems way harder than the way backwards? We lose a lot of Christians each year. I'm probably going to lose some of you. Guys, grab a seat real fast. Just find a seat, fill it in. We're going to lose some of you this year because you'll think the way backwards is better than the way forward. But that's a lie from the devil. The way forward is always better than the way backwards. Has anybody grabbed this this morning? These are our kids that just got through feeding our homeless community this morning. Give them a round of applause. If you've got a Bible, open it up to Galatians 4. That's where we're going to be today. Have you ever found yourself at a place in life where the way forward looks hard? So you want to turn around and go back to where you were. You tried to move forward in your career. as You tried to move forward in your relationships, in your marriages. You tried to move forward in your walk in Christ. Yet the process, the thing has gotten harder than it has easier. Listen to me. And then you realize that if you move forward anymore, you're going to quit. You're going to go back to who you used to be. Here we are this morning in a word that the Lord has for us. Galatians 4, 8 says this. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by natural are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back to the weak and worthless 
elementary principles of the world. Come on, somebody hear that. Now that you've come to know God, how can you turn back again to the weak and the worthless elementary principles of the world who's enslaved you what was once yours? Verse 10 says, you observe days and months and seasons and years, and I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. You know, we have to move forward this year. We can't stay put too long because... The enemy wants to try to stop us and destroy us and, and to kill us and get us to quit moving forward. I finally got my eyes fixed on the Lord. Somebody ought to hear me this morning. After, after 10 years of walking with the Lord, I finally got my eyes fixed on the Lord. Not on people, not on things of this world. I got my eyes fixed on the Lord. I know if I move forward and you'll move forward in this new year, we'll see the things of Christ. Big time in our lives. Say big time. Big time in our lives. It's so easy to quit. It's so easy to go back. And like trying to work out, trying to get in better shape. It's so easy not to go to the gym than it is to go to the gym. To quit smoking. Any of those things. It's so easy to say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. God's not looking for us to do anything tomorrow. He's looking for us to do something this morning. And that something is to move forward. Last year, during our big bull riding that we had last year, towards the end of the year, we had a big bull riding, and one of the bulls got out during the bull riding. Now, this bull was crazy. It was mean. It was ornery. That thing would just rather kill you than look at you. The guy brought it. I don't even know why he brought it. Everybody was scared to even get on it. So they didn't even buck it that night. It was a natural-born killer. So they put it back in the holding pens, and when we got ready to leave that night, it was about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, they were loading that bull up. Well, he decided he didn't want to be loaded up, so he just crashed through the panels and the fence and took off running out here on our 50 acres. That was the last time we seen him. He just kept on running. He hopped that fence out here back on Brown Road, and he was gone. It was 11.30 at night. We couldn't see nothing. Wasn't no way to try to track him. Next day, we had church, and after church, we tried to go track him and find him. A bunch of us went out there, uh, Danny and Allie and Joseph and, and Rayford and Garrett and a bunch of people, my, my boys. We were all out there on horseback, and we were looking for, for this mean killer bull. I didn't know what we was going to do when we found him, but we had to try to get him caught. Or we had to pay for him, one of the two. So we decided to try to get him caught. Well, we looked all afternoon after church, and finally, I spotted this son of a gun. He was hiding in the bushes like a hunter. I said, there he is. And, man, I got after him, and I went to try to rope him, and, of course, I missed. I tried to catch him. My boys tried to catch him. We're running around on four-wheelers. We're trying to catch him. And, man, we just can't. Next thing you know, he jumps off a 10-foot embankment down there in Caney Creek. Well, I rode Gus, my horse Gus, up as far as I could. As far as I could, I, I, I rode my horse up there, and I bailed off all 210 pounds of me like an athlete that I am. <laughs> really, I'm way heavier than that, and I am no athlete. <laughs> but I wasn't going to jump my horse down there like the man from Smoky River. <laughs> I'm not that brave either. So I, I bailed off my horse, and I run down that embankment, and I start chasing him with a lariat rope on foot like a crazy cowboy. And, and, I, and I chase him as far as I could, but he's got four legs, and I got two, and I'm over out of shape, and I lose sight of him. But I knew the direction. Now, listen, I'm going to teach you something. 
I knew the direction that he was going. I knew the direction that I needed to go. So I stayed the course. I kept looking. I kept looking. Next thing you know, I'm two or three miles off in the woods here. I don't know where my horse is. I got nobody around me. I'm about to die. I ain't got no water. I ain't got nothing. I'm out there in the middle of nowhere. And everything inside of me says, turn back, turn back, just go back. But I feel like I've come too far. Sometimes as Christians, we have to realize we have come too far to go backwards. The Lord used parables, and I'm trying to use one too this morning. I felt like I was gone too far to turn back. But I was tired. I was exhausted. I was ready to give up. And let me say this. I was just about to turn back. And all of a sudden, Joseph appeared to me. Stand up, Joseph. He's much thinner than I am. <laughs> much healthier than I am. He said, hey, preacher, what are you doing out here? I said, I followed that bull. What are you doing out here? He said, well, I came from the other side. I said, Joseph, I'm about to die, dude. You got to get me up out of here. I said, I don't know where the bull went. And right now, I could care less. He said, well, I know the way out. Well, he came in about two miles that way. And I said, okay, I'll follow you out. Well, even following him out, it seemed like it got harder. It seemed like there was no end to that. I was thinking the whole time, Joseph, do you know where you're going? <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking about turning around. I kept saying, maybe we should go back the other way. And all of a sudden, there was a clearing in the brush. And I found our way to the road. And when we got to the road, there was other people there to help. There's going to be times in our lives where we got to keep going, even though we don't see the way out. Can I level with you this morning and I'll be done? I won't keep you long. I'll just level with you. You know why people turn around? You know why most Christian folks turn around? Todd, you may not know this. You've been in church a lot longer than me. But most Christians turn around because they can't see the way out. They can see what's behind them. They know how to cope with life if they can just go get another beer. They know how to cope with life when their marriage is in trouble. This didn't work out with this dude, so I'll just go get me another dude. They know how to go back to their old life because they've seen that. Pay attention. You're going to learn something. They've seen that. They've seen the old way. They know what it looks like, and they can go back, and they can deal with it, and they say, well, I'll just go back. Listen to me. The way is forward, not backwards. If you're married today, God said, till death do you part. That means you have to fight for your marriage. That means you have to fight for your relationship. Hey, I, 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 there's a lot of days that Mary don't like me. And I'll be truthful with you. There are days I don't like her. But I made a vow. I made a commitment. I, I said I would, and I did. And I meant it. There's a lot of days I don't want to be the pastor of this church. There's a lot of days like when Miss Billy passed away that I was really struggling, man, because Miss Billy had kind of got sideways with the church and she was doing some things. And, man, I had to ask her to leave because I wasn't going to jeopardize her hurting somebody here. And I struggled, man. I, I just, like, God, that was, was that the right decision? Man, I don't want to be the pastor's church no more. I just don't want to do it. There are a lot of days I just want to go back. But I've come too far to go back. Can I share something with you? I can make right wrongs by going forward instead of going backwards. I can make peace with God 
with going forward instead of going backwards. If I go backwards just like a lot of you, can I say this? If I go backwards just like a lot of you, I would probably be back in the club. I'd probably be back drinking. I'd be cussing within a month. I would probably be in jail if I went backwards. I don't like any of those things, so I analyze, is backwards better? Is forward better? Forward leads me to heaven. Oh, this is good stuff. Grab a hold of it. Forward leads me to blessings with plenty of opportunities that God just opens doors that I can't supernaturally open even on my own i can't even open these doors god opens these doors going forwards i want to teach you something listen to me the galatians were in a tough spot they they wanted to go back they were in a tough spot they didn't they didn't like where they were so so they wanted to go back the galatians were in a very tough spot they couldn't see any way forward so they were turning back to what was familiar a lot of you want to do that too sometimes go back to what's familiar Somebody offends you, you're ready to fight. Somebody disrespects you, you're ready to pull out a knife. That's not you anymore. The Bible says turn the other cheek in 2015. You have a hard day, you want to go use again. That's not you anymore. The Bible says that you will live free, free from bondage and free from those chains of addictions. So you don't have to do those things anymore. The Galatians, they were in a tough spot. They couldn't see any way forward, so they were turning back to what was familiar. Paul says they was, they was ready to go back. They were ready to be enslaved. And as a result, the Galatians were deserting the one who had called them. I'm not deserting the one who called me. Make your mind up in 2015. I didn't have to dress up like Richard Simmons this morning to tell you not to desert the one who has called you. And I want to share you with something this morning. Get this right now. Get this. Grab this. Listen. Don't desert God. The one who called you. Now I knew. Listen. I knew that I either followed Joseph, wore out, out of shape, or I laid there and died. I either followed Joseph, or they got a medevac helicopter and got my big behind out of the woods. As hard as it was, and as long as I had to walk, I knew that if I would follow him, that he would get me out of here. I'm not going to leave God. And you ought to make your mind up this morning that you're not going to leave God. The one who called you. The one who saved you. The one who delivered you. The one who set you free. The one who restored your marriage. The one who gave you life. The one who gives you opportunities. you got to make your mind up that you're not going to abandon him. As the Galatians are, are, are wanting to do this, what they were doing, and Todd, I don't think I got to finish what I was trying to teach a while ago. Listen, most people, most people, and I'm saying most people because there, be, there should be no way we're still in this building with all the people who've walked through that back door. But they've abandoned God. They went back to their old ways. They're doing their old thing. Why? Because they're familiar with the lifestyle that they had before Christ. But the lifestyle that they had before Christ, like the Galatians, it enslaves them, it bonds them. And let me say this to you this morning, because I don't want to confuse you. If, 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 if at any time, <laughs> at any time you decide that you're not going to carry your cross, at any time, hold on, at any time, if you decide 
that you're not going to carry your cross and you're going to lay it down, the devil wins. The devil wins. He's got you. And it'll be harder for you to get back in church. It'll be harder for you to get back in the Bible. It'll be harder for you to stay sober. It'll be harder for you to get your marriage line. Anytime you decide to go backwards, lay down your cross, say, I'm through, Lord, it'll be harder. And why do so many people do this, Todd Jordan? Because they're familiar with the way they used to live. And they can't see where God is taking them. As a Christian, listen, I'm done. As a Christian, we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Danny, the Galatians only saw what was ahead. Just like the Israelites, they got to grumbling and complaining. Listen to me, touch three people and say, don't let me hear you grumble and complain. We're going to have a great year then. What we hear the Galatians saying is what the Israelites themselves had said. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They wanted to go back. It's too difficult out here in the wilderness because they couldn't see, Brother Vic. They weren't walking by faith. They could only see the manna. They could only see the desert. They couldn't see the promised land. Fix your eyes. Listen to me. I'm done. Fix your eyes. Fix your eyes on your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Fix your eyes in 2015. Now, if somebody's talking around you, just stop. Just pop them in the back of the head because I don't want to miss this 2015 moment. If someone, if someone needs Christ this morning, let me promise you, if you fix your eyes on him right now and you call on his name and ask him into your heart, he will change everything about you. And watch this. You'll get to know him. And he already knows you. And he brought you here this morning. He saved your life. You should be dead. You should be locked up. You should be in the same silence. Keep your eyes fixed on him. In 2015. And I promise you this. Listen to me. You'll see the promised land. You'll see the promised land. They were discouraged. They wanted to go back to slavery. They were distraught. They griped against Moses. They wanted to get rid of Moses. We'll just get rid of Moses. He ain't leading us in the right direction. There's been many who's tried to get rid of me. But I promise you, my eyes are fixed on the Lord. And if you'll fix your eyes on the Lord, we'll be a unified body of believers that helps people in 2015. And there'll be no mistaking who we're doing it for. It'll be for Jesus and only for Jesus. Come on, somebody, give them a praise. So why do people turn back? Because they can't see what lies ahead. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Why do people turn back? Because they can't see what lies ahead. They can go back to the familiar. They can go back to the old way of life. They can go back to doing what they want to do instead of what God wants them to do. Let me tell you something. When you go back... The devil's got you. Right there at that point. I passed the other day an old lay pastor that was a lay pastor of Caney Creek Cowboy Church. He was actually the lay pastor when I got here. I'm not going to say no names. 
He was a late, every head bowed, Chris, close your eyes, man. He was a late pastor of the church before I got here, and he was a late pastor when I got here. And I really thought this man was a great man of God. He, and deep down inside of his heart, I know he was wanting and aspiring to be a great man of God. But one day he decided to stop. I passed him this week. And I waved at him. I stuck my hand up and I waved at him. And before he knew what he had did, he raised up his beard and waved back at me. I said, Lord. And he put it down real fast and he threw his hand back up, waved at me. I said to myself right then, Lord, I'm nobody. You see everything. God sees everything. Hear me, Cowboy Church. Hear me, brothers and sisters. God sees everything. You want to rewrite this new year? Fix your eyes on the Lord this morning. I wanted to follow him. I wanted to follow him and tell him, Brother, come back to church. Brother, come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. I didn't get that opportunity, but I'm telling you this morning, come back, come back, come back. Fix your eyes on the Lord this morning. Stay focused on Him, and you'll see the promised land. Father, if there's anybody here today that don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, I pray right now that they give their heart to you this morning. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that we can just come together, Lord, and ask you to come into our heart and save us. If you're here this morning and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to start the new year right, put him first, Lord. Pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come to my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you from this day forward. I'm going to live for you from this day forward, Lord. I give you my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. If you prayed that with me, it's going to be the best year of your life. I'm going to let them sing one time. Come down to the altar. Make your commitments to the Lord this year. That you're going to keep your eyes on Him. You're going to stay fixed on Him this year. No matter if the devil tries to throw everything at you but the kitchen sink. You're going to stay fixed on Him. Come right now. Come right now. Let them play one more time. Anybody come, the altar's open. God is telling you to come and make things right with him this morning. Don't sit there. Everyone stand with me this morning. Everyone stand where you're at. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Everyone stand. Come right now. The altar is open. Father, thank you for our time together, Lord.
Thank you so much that in 2015 we can fix our eyes on you, Lord. Lord, I ask and you get the glory and the honor for today. And Lord, I pray that we're the church that helps them get out of whatever they're into and into you, Lord. Father, I pray that we can help more people seek you in every area of their life. Lord, I thank you for those who made a commitment to you this morning, for those at the altar that came this morning, Father. Father, would you bless them for their obedience of coming, Father. Father, would you show them the way out. Lord, I'd like to tell the church this morning, eventually we got our prize. We caught that bull that we were looking for. And eventually, Cowboy Church, we're going to get our crown. And we're going to see Jesus. And we'll keep our eyes focused. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Amen.